not an anti-vax person. Right. In fact, I said, I believe they're safe, and I encourage many people to take them. My parents were vaccinated. I just said, I don't think that if you're a young, healthy person, that you need it. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. They're so threatened by the idea that a conservative speaker might be persuasive and interesting and funny. One man's vulgarity is another man's lyric. And I would say one person's offensive speech is somebody else's challenging the status quo, rocking the boat speech. Are you looking for a podcast that contains verbal safe spaces and is free from trigger warnings? If so, you've come to the wrong place. Because we expect our conversations to be filled with rigorous debate, discussion, and even disagreement. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. Hello, hello. I'm your host, David. I'm Damien. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm Wolfie. And Wolfie's here, too. Yeah, we have a special guest today, Damien. Let's jump into this COVID thing for a second. <clears throat> I wanted to talk about a couple of things real quick. You know, it's not that we don't talk about COVID enough, but <laughs> but did you see where Joe Rogan uh, announced he got uh, COVID? Mm-hmm. Here I got a clip of him. Yeah, I, I heard about that. I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the Dan Bongino show. Yeah, and he was going off on it because Joe Rogan said that he was going. He was taking ivermectin. Yeah, here I got his report. And clip. somebody. Hello, friends. So I got back from the road Saturday night, feeling very weary. I had a headache and I just felt just run down. And just to be cautious, I separated from my family, slept in a different part of the house. And throughout the night, I got fevers and sweats and I knew what was going on. So I got up in the morning, got tested, and turns out I got COVID. So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at it. All kinds of meds, monoclonal antibodies, uh, ivermectin, Z-Pak, uh, prednisone, everything. Uh, and I also got an NAD drip and a vitamin drip, and I did that three days in a row. And so here we are on Wednesday, and I feel great. I really only had one bad day. Sunday sucked, but Monday was better. Tuesday felt better than Monday, and today I feel good. I actually feel pretty fucking good. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is we have to move Friday, the Friday show in Nashville. Yeah, that's too bad. You know, we were supposed to go to that Nashville show, him and Dave uh, Chappelle. In 2020. Yeah, in mm-hmm. 2020 last year and they canceled it well they postponed it first once or, no was it march of 2021 uh no no it was or was it 20 it was march 20 it was 2020 it was, i think it was like july or august or something when they first did it and then they pushed it off for like a couple of months first they were like because you know at the time it was still 15 days to flatten the curve so we didn't know it was going to be a year and a half um but then they finally eventually canceled it and well, then they were supposed to be doing the, yeah. The, They've kind of rescheduled it, but it's a different show. It's in the same place, same people yeah. and everything, but it's a different show, different people bought tickets and everything. So we don't have tickets for right. this time, but 
but they're canceling. Well, that, that one sucks. Or moving. Did you get your money back for your tickets? Yeah. Though? Yeah, and they were high too. Yeah. I think we paid like three hundred dollars or something like that for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, the big the big, you know. Well, the first thing is, of course, he because he's anytime he says anything or tweets anything or does anything, it immediately is major news. Um, everybody wants to take their side and either attack him or support him. And uh, because in the past, not too long ago, he made a comment about uh, the vaccines that he felt if you're young and healthy, um, that there's, because we still don't know 100% about the vaccines, all the side effects, all the, you know, things. If you're young and healthy, his was, there was, he felt no need to get the vaccine. If you're young and healthy, and that's what we should be pushing. And he's been from the even day one back in the spring of 2000 pushing. We should be pushing health and eating better. Go to gym. Eat eat better. Right. Working out. Doing stuff. Because apart from age, the second biggest factor with COVID is obesity. Um, So if you can eliminate that, you're in much better uh, condition. But, you know, so... Everybody was saying, oh, he's a vaccine, he's an anti-vaxxer, and they were glad he got it, he deserves getting it, even though, you know, he proved, no, because he's healthy. Yeah, they threw it in like a day. Right, they threw some, a lot of uh, um, therapeutics at it, and he recovered. Like he did the, what did he say, the monoclonal antibody treatment, that's the Regeneron stuff. Oh, and that's yeah. what that's what Trump did. Well, here's the here's the thing: the ivermectin. They're they're like, oh, he's taking horse medicine, right? And sheep and medicine. Two completely that different things. Was, well, and the thing of it is, is ivermectin wasn't created to. It was created as for a human disease. It actually won a Nobel Nobel yeah, Prize the guy that it or uh, back in like uh, 2015 or something like that. Whenever yeah. they came out with it, the two people, right. That invented this the drug, won a Nobel Prize on it because it it was they was using it for malaria, they was using it for some kind of ringworm, uh, you know, and it was just proving effective. And so, and that's what when I was when I got it and I was so bad off, that's what my the doctor prescribed for me was ivermectin, and yeah. I believe it it turned me that and the prednisone turned me around. Most people who say that they got it, that that's what they that when they you know, used ivermectin. Most stories now it's all anecdotal, but of course almost all of them are that it turned them around a lot quicker. Um, mm-hmm. Well, see now, Dave, I don't know if it was going to, I don't, it turned me around. I, I told you that this is right. the closest to death. I think I've ever been right. in my entire life. And uh, yeah, I don't think it was, it, it was either turn around or, or perish. Right. For, and that's the way I feel about it. So, yeah, uh, here's something really interesting uh, about going on with COVID and stuff like that. But there's a uh, there's a lady and she's involved with the Libertarian Party in New York City. And she tweeted, uh, my opinion is that the unvaccinated should die. Yeah. So that's I mean, well, here, here's a, a piece of news for you. You're every single one of them will. <laughs> Eventually. So will yes, the vaccinated. Eventually. Yes, they will too. 
Yes. So, but I mean, that just seems like such a weird statement coming from someone who claims to be a libertarian. Right. I mean, the Libertarian Party is supposed to be all about individual rights and stuff like that and freedoms. Now, and here she's like, oh, the, they should all just. The big L libertarians are for their rights. Yeah. And their, yeah, well, their ideas. That. They're turning into. Uh, just like every right. major party, it's, you know, they're in it for them. Right. Mm hmm. So I like. True. <clears throat> anytime you see any news report. Um, I like uh, Adam Carolla. His big thing is you have to, anytime you see a news report, you have to weigh, is it stupid or are, th are they stupid or are they a liar? Because for sometimes when they're making these news statements, it has to be one or the other. It, you know, either they're not putting any thought or research into what they're saying or they're intentionally lying to push an agenda. So I pulled up a bunch of the Rogan ones, the news report, like NPR was, you know, and like you said, they, they want to keep pushing this horse, that it's a horse dewormer. It is, there is a horse dewormer ivermectin for horses, completely different um, dosage, completely, you know, it contains a lot of the same stuff, but it's, it's different. It's, it's a paste. It's a stuff you, you can go to the, to the you know, farm store and buy it. The yeah, human the, stuff uh, well, is prescription. I think, original, I think the original medicine, the original, the reason they were doing it was some kind of ringworm. Right. And in humans. Right. It's because it's for, it's a viral or a parasitical drug. It fights right. viruses and parasites, but they keep going back to, they don't want to differentiate between the two. They want you to think, no, you you can't use ivermectin. You can only get the vaccine. So right. any use of ivermectin has to be, you're stupid. You're using a, a, something off the shelf for an animal. An animal. Right. An no, animal drug. When you're like, no, Which, this is opinion, a prescription that a doctor writes. Completely different yeah. doses. Well, in my opinion, it, it wouldn't matter. If it was an animal drug and it proved effective against COVID, What's the big deal? Why are you poo-pooing it? Right, but well, if you go to the if you, you go to the animal store and you get that ivermectin, you will probably die. Right, because oh, yeah. it's not, it's not yeah, made for you. The dosage is way off. Everything is way off. Yeah, right. It's kind of like mm -hmm. we give right. ibuprofen to horses as an anti-inflammatory. If you take as much ibuprofen as we give to a horse, you'll right, die. you'll probably die. But we take ibuprofen, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. and when we take it, we don't say we're taking horse medicine, even though the two can be used. No. But see, they don't want, that's why you have to go, are they stupid or are they lying? And I think they're just lying because they're trying to push, they don't want any to direct anybody's attention away from anything but the vaccine. So NPR's post was... Uh, mm -hmm. The podcast host, Joe Rogan, who has dismissed COVID vaccines, said he tested positive is in taking is and is taking a cocktail of unproven treatments, including ivermectin, a deworming drug for cows that the FDA warns people should not ingest. Yeah, the FDA warns you not to ingest the, the medicine. animal medicine. The other medicine, you go to the CDC site, it gives you details on dosages, how you're supposed to take ivermectin, the recommended, and you go to the, um, what is it, mm -hmm. the health? Uh, I think United it's based health. on your weight yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, 
so like I said, the doctor that I, that she put me on it. And then, like I said, it turned me around. Or MSNBC around. had podcast host Joe Rogan says he has COVID-19 and used ivermectin, a drug typically used on livestock that health experts have urged the public to avoid. See, and most people, that's the problem. Most Here's, people, all they do is they read that headline and they go, well, what's wrong with Joe Rogan? He's a moron. What's he doing taking cow or horse medicine yes. for? I'm not doing or that. Sheep medicine. I better He's go stupid. get the vaccine. And then this person yeah. wrote, yeah, can you stop calling it a horse drug? Ivermectin in the form prescribed to humans is the one, is one of the longest prescribed, safest, and cheapest meds in history. The animal stuff is totally different. You're not doing yourself a favor, not making a distinction, even if it is snarky. Which is another reason they don't want to push it, it because it's cheap. That, it's cheap. That guy's clearly yeah, not cheap. part of exactly. the pharma, I've, that he's not, you know, I part heard. of the system giving money to you know, MSNBC or whoever is getting the money for right. that. I heard somewhere that it's, I uh, think for each jab in an arm, it's uh, $1,700. No, no. $1,750. It's $17.50. Which is still a lot mm. considering it's going yeah. into millions that, of people. That's for the Pfizer. The Moderna, is I it? think they said is $12. But that's still you're talking really you're talking uh, they've sold they've already pre-sold I think 4 billion doses. And that's pre-sold. They haven't even manufactured all of it yet. <laughs> there was a big accident Here's, in West Virginia um Monday, I think I think it was Monday. Um it was a tractor and trailer hauling the Moder the Moderna uh, vaccine and it turned into a kind of a conspiracy thing for a little while. People were kind of blowing it up a little more than it was, but it was a huge tractor and trailer. Um, and they shut down the area. Hazmat was around, which anytime a tractor and trailer wrecks, hazmat's Hazmat usually going to be there. Case. Right. Um, but people were making that a big deal. But they shut down the airspace above it. Um, and then it turned out people were saying that was because they didn't want drones and people were... I don't know, something with that is what they thought. But then they said that the uh, Department of Justice took over the scene um, from the locals, that they came in, feds came in and kind of took over. And then but Stanford it, did, a, did a study on mortality rates for COVID, and it was actually some of the things that they came up with was really very interesting. Z, like zero to 19 years of age, the survival rate is 99.997%, yeah. which is a one in 37,036 odds of dying. Those are similar odds of you dying of a sharp Of a what? Of a sharp object, oh. like you get stabbed with something. Uh, 20 to 29, survival rate is 99.986%, which is one in 7,142. Similar to the odds of dying from sunstroke. Yeah. I mean, they go through like all the age groups up to 70 and they give you a comparable, like if you're in the 30 to 39 age group, it's the survival rate is 99.969%. It's a one in 3,225 odds of dying. Similar to if you choked on a food like a hot dog or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> you can go to so, the, yeah it's just really it's just really funny uh, 
in the forties, it's the same odds of drowning. Uh, and if you're in my age group, which is in the fifties, uh, it's similar odds of dying in a pedestrian accident. So like I'm walking along the side of the road and I get struck by a car or something falls out of a building and kills me. That's a pedestrian accident. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. You can go to the, the CHF's cabinet for health and family services. And they took a, a, just a regular week and they showed what people were dying from in a week. And, uh, the thing that people were dying east of was, the thing that they were dying the most from was dementia and Alzheimer's in a, in a one week period in any given month, there was 1,100 people dying of Alzheimer's where in the same week, there were only 242 people dying of COVID. Yeah. And there's like, okay, actual, the flu, the real flu, more people died of the real flu than died of COVID stroke, heart disease, cancer, all these things, more people dying of it. And like I said, dementia and Alzheimer's, more people died of all these things than COVID. Right. As I said, if you go to the Cabinet of Health and Family Services, the .gov site, each state has their own site. It's a .gov site. And they post a daily report. It is broke down cases, deaths by age, um, by race. But still, in the state of Kentucky, since it started... So we're what, 18, 19, no, we're 20 months in now, or no, 18 months in since March. So so about 18 months in since it started, there's been 105,000 kids in Kentucky. This is just Kentucky, 105,000 that have gotten COVID or that have been confirmed positive tested cases. Mm -hmm. That's from under the 19 and under. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, the deaths in that age range in the 18 months for the whole state of Kentucky is two, which is yeah. still too, too many, but I two. I don't want to poo poo the fact that there's a family out there that lost a kid. Okay? Right. I, I've, I've seen these, uh, I've seen these posts on Facebook and stuff like that, where they're, they're trying to point the finger at the unvaccinated people as being the reason that's why this stuff is still going on and stuff like that. But with what we're slowly learning about things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine is that uh, if doctors would actually prescribe medication to people, then maybe we wouldn't have as many people dead as we do. But for some reason, the doctors and, and like my doctor is supposed to be working for me. When I go in, I pay, you know, my copay. My insurance picks up the rest of it. They're supposed to be working for me. But it appears to me that the doctor's not working for me anymore. He's, he or she is working for the uh, the pharmaceutical company. Because the pharmaceutical company says, no, no, don't, don't give anybody any kind of medicine until we come up with this vaccine. And then we'll give everybody the vaccine. Yeah, you know? I, I still the, think the they're... The reason uh... that some of these deaths have got to be put squarely at the feet of the hospitals that refuse to treat people with use ivermectin, use hydroxychloroquine, right. use prednisone, use a Z-Pack. Some, if they're not trying something to help these people, if they're waiting until they're so bad off that they've got to go on a ventilator before they give them the first meds, right. then they are culpable in that person dying. It's like you were saying, That's just like my we opinion. talked about before using <clears throat> um, hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic 
you know, beforehand, continuously using mm-hmm. it, comparing it to anybody who's flown overseas, you've gone to Africa, you've gone to any of those areas, you have to take ivermec or hydroxychloroquine as a malaria pre-medication just to even right. go over there. It's just part of your regiment to travel mm-hmm. in those areas. So I saw a, a article earlier that it was comparing in Africa all of the, because some countries have different, you know, they don't have problems with some of the, like with mosquitoes, with, as bad as some other areas. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're, if malaria is not bad in an area, that area is probably not taking hydroxychloroquine all the time. Cause, like, sit, like that one doctor talked about there, you just go in and buy it over the counter or off the shelf. You don't, I mean, you don't yeah. need no it's prescription, like no anything. Right. And because people take yeah. it constantly. Um, but they were comparing ivermectin. There were all of the country or, uh, yeah, all the countries in Africa that take ivermectin on a regular basis for, like you said, ringworm and all the different parasite type things compared to the countries over there that don't have to take it. And they were comparing COVID deaths in the countries that had that took ivermectin on a regular basis for other stuff, but it was showing an effect probably for COVID they had two, it was like 2.1 or 2.2 deaths per 100,000. Now, this is the whole total population of that area. But it was like mm-hmm. two deaths or whatever per 100,000. And then the non-ivermectin countries was like, I think it was close to 30 deaths per 100,000. So you're talking, yeah, about 15 yes. times the death rate now all that's just is it, is it you know correlation or causation you don't you don't know till you actually do the study but if you're a doctor and you are prescribing it to your patients and you're seeing good results why would you not want to continue doing that and my thing is is why are they waiting until the last minute to try to prescribe meds now th- this is the only disease that we treated that way it's like you know, if I go to my doctor and he says, well, uh, Russell or uh, Wolfie, you've got cancer, but it's not that big a deal right now. We're going to wait until it gets to about stage four. Then we're going to try chemotherapy. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, but, but like we said before, this, a lot of people don't disease, go they're until they're sick enough to go. Most people, when they, if there you again, get, if, again, if you're sick and you go, then you should be get you should be prescribed some kind of medicine. Right, but you shouldn't be told. Okay, well, you're not quite sick enough yet. Well, when I got COVID, I didn't go to the doctor and get medication. There was no need. Like the majority of the people who get COVID, you just write it out because for the majority of people, it's a it's a flu, it's a cold, it's a. Now, if you're one of those that it starts getting bad, the problem, like with yours is when you started getting bad, you just had a bad doctor to begin with who didn't jump on it then when you eventually went. So it progressed mm-hmm. worse than it should have. Well, see, now, I went to a doctor and got confirmed that I had cut because I thought it was, it, was, it was in the springtime, and sometimes in the spring I get sinusy things going on. And I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to say I'm not prone to sinus infections, but... Sometime in the spring, depending on what's blooming, I end up with them. It doesn't happen every year, you know, so, and I was thinking, well, this is just my year for it. This is just my luck. I'll go to a doctor. 
you know, because I need my job. As soon as I went into my job and told them that, you know, I had something going on, they're going to be like, well, have you been tested for COVID? And so that's why I went looking for a rapid test. Find out, you know, say, hey, look, need to to get this so I can tell my my work that it's just a sinus infection because that's what it felt like. And they're like, no, sir, you've actually got the COVID. And that doctor, he prescribed me right off the bat uh, prednisone, but he only gave me like five days worth. It was like one pill for once, one pill once a day for five days. So I guess it was pretty decent dose of steroid and it got me through five days. But as soon as I was done with that steroid, within like a, a day or two after that, I just started to deteriorate. It was, just, it was, it was, it was bad. I was getting, and I just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And like I said, then I go to my doctor trying to, you know, trying to get some kind of, of help and have him sign off on my uh, family FMLA paperwork because they told me if I didn't have that in, I would lose my job. But in the same breath, they told me I was such a valued employee. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You're a valued employee and, as long as you're providing a return on their investment. Mm, yes. Yes, that's exactly what it as is. As soon as you become you a liability, you're not very valued anymore. No, you're not. And they've proved it up there with not just me, but other people. But, uh, but yeah, went to, and luckily, like I said, the people at the gym, they're like, look, we found this lady. Uh, she's a doctor. And, uh, she helped us out when we had COVID and I got her name and her phone number. And we called actually, we called her on the way back from Johnson city from going to my doctor, trying to get some help. And my doctor didn't want to do anything. Yeah. But when I called the other doctor, Dr. Sibley, she's like, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, this is what we're going to do. We're, we're, she's like, she's like, well, I'm not going to give you. It's not any kind of new uh, drug or anything like that. She goes, everything I'm giving you is stuff that's already been tested. It's already been proven. It's already has an effect that we're looking to to get. And my whole purpose is to keep you out of the hospital. And at that time, she, I think she told me she had te- she had she had had somewhere around seven or 800 patients and she'd done the same stuff for still. If the things she's doing is keeping that many people. Now that's more than just anecdotal, right? That's something you need to start looking into at that point. If she's doing now, if she did it one time and it worked and then she did it a, a dozen more times and it didn't, then that one time's anecdotal, but she did it. I think seven or 800 times, pretty much the same regiment she had me on. She put all these other people on and it worked. It kept these people out of the hospital. You know, and they survived. Right. That's not anecdotal. That's something you need to start looking at and saying, okay, maybe there is something to this and we need to look at it. But like I said, you get these, uh, the shortly after all this stuff happened and they were talking about hydroxychloroquine. Amazingly, I think it was the New England Journal of Medicine or the Lancet. I think it was Lancet Health Journal. They came out with a study saying that hydroxychloroquine actually didn't work against uh COVID-19. Right. But since that time, they've had to retract that article. Right. Because they said it was bad science. But it fit their agenda at the time. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll print this. We'll but, go ahead and put it out there. But nobody ever because reads retractions fit. or corrections. Right. The corrections yeah, are no, always teeny does. tiny little page 18. Uh, yeah, at the very bottom. They leave the article up and everything. And then at the very bottom... In fine print, it says uh, this article's since been retracted. Yeah. 
That's true. That is true. Uh, as a matter of fact, in 2005, the Virology Journal, and I've, I've preached this to a lot of people, but it said that hydroxychloroquine would be effective against SARS-CoV-2 types infections. It would not only be a prophylactic, but it would also be a, a good uh, treatment so that if you've got it, go ahead and get on it. And if you don't have it yet, you can start taking it and you probably won't get it. Right. So, I mean, there's just... It, it all falls into what kind of what kind of control. story do they it's want to push? You, it's not about you. It, yeah, well, it, it's it's it reminds me a lot of 1984 with the Ministry of Truth. Yeah, and you know, well, what was true yesterday isn't true because it's like with the mask thing. It's like one day masks are good, the next day they're not going, they're not effective. The next day they are good, you should have them on. The next day they're not, you know, and it just goes back and forth, back. And I think that they do this stuff just to wear people down. Right. There was a big you know, study that came them. out this week on masks, and that's what it the, what's final result was. And it was a big, you know, big nationwide thing that they did, mm-hmm. peer-reviewed. Um, and, well, and the, the result was that there is no distinction no, in, in the areas that did and the areas that didn't. The virus is so small, it can pass through the mask. Right. It, it's, it's, I mean... The N the N95 mask is 95% effective for particulate matter that is down to I think it's three micrometers or some crap like that. It's some really right. tiny little small. But 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 it's 95. That's why it's called an N95. It's 95% effective at that size particulate matter. Right. Now, but N95 the, the virus, masks are valve masks. So, so the way a valve mask works is when you breathe out, the valve opens. So everything you breathe out is expelled. And when you breathe in, the valve closes so that it all comes through the filtration. That's like when you're working yes. in a uh, in a heavy dust area or grinding yeah. metal or anything like that. That's why you usually wear an N95 mask because you can breathe out through it fine. But then the filtration in is, it's not filtering anything going out, only coming in. So an right. N95 is going to protect no one other than you. Um, well, they were the saying valve, that, that because the it's valve like completely that, opens. It's particulate matter down to that size. Right. And the, the point I was trying to make is the actual COVID virus is like, one, uh, one right, one but, micro. but their argument it, is so the COVID it's, it's virus doesn't smaller. travel on its own. That the COVID so virus it attaches to dust particles and to other things that are a lot larger. So that it's not like you're mm-hmm. you're expelling just COVID. You're you know it's out there traveling on dust particles, and that's what it's floating around on. So that's what's going to get caught on the mask, and when the mask catches it, it catches the COVID because the it doesn't travel on its own. Possibly. But the whole point of this new study is the whole point of this new study is that the study is not saying that the mask stops COVID from coming in or out. It's saying that the end result is the exact same. So maybe wearing a mask does prevent you from getting some or expelling some here. But then this person, maybe it up their chances of getting it because 
well, first of all, they're wearing the same mask for six weeks in a row. And so any mm-hmm. COVID that is on the outside of it, that's on their hands, that then they ball it up and now it's on the inside of the mask and they put it on. So maybe then the mask actually up their chance of getting it. And so the whole, the whole study was basically that it, that it's a wash. Yeah, it is. And if it makes you feel better wearing a mask, wear it. That's the way it should have been from the very beginning. It should have been the individual's choice. Well, that's how it was in the very beginning. That's when when uh, Fauci very first said it. Yeah. That he recommended not wearing it and telling people that it was probably going to do more harm because you are going to touch it. You're going to fiddle with it. You're going to do other little things. But uh, But if it makes you, it might make you feel a little better to wear it. But I like the people that say, well, are you, well, if you're not for the government making you wear a mask, then why are you for them making you wear a seatbelt? I'm like, well, I'm not. I don't think they should. I don't think they should make you wear no, a motorcycle they helmet. They should. Now, it's dumb not to. If you're riding a motorcycle, you should have a helmet on. Well, I mean, it's so that, you know, that the, you wear the helmet so that when you die in your motorcycle accident, you can have an open casket. Because your face and your head are still, in, still in the right. helmet. You know, decent a, shape. It can be a two-part casket, but... <laughs> the head's in one box, the body's in another. <laughs> but the whole thing is that they're pushing a story, and it's like, here's, here's the New York Times, back to Rogan. You know, them like pushing this. him. They didn't go with the ivermectin portion of the story. They were going more with the vaccine. So Joe Rogan, the podcasting giant giant who has been dismissive of COVID vaccines, tested positive for the coronavirus. And they got to throw this in after returning from a series of shows in Florida. Yeah, pretty much implying that it's because he went to Florida and isn't vaccinated that he's gotten COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because everyone in Florida has it, even though they're not doing any worse than any of the other states. And and I saw a thing, you know, where we were talking about the... The uh, that monoclonal the antibody treatment the Regeneron because that's what like I said that's what Trump did that was the the regiment they put him on. Um, it's now being offered to all Florida residents for free. So as a as a treatment, that's a free treatment if you well, live in no, the state of Florida. It's, it's not being it's not being offered for the individual may not have to pay for it, but someone is right, paying for it. It's right. not free. Nothing Flo- is Florida free. is offering it. Well, no, well, no, no. Then the that means Florida is paying Florida right. no, no, at this point, it's all free because this is never getting paid back. The United States will collapse before our kids or our grandkids pay back any of this debt. Well, that's probably true, too. So it's all free at this point. It's somebody running up a credit card knowing that they're about to die <laughs> is what our country is doing. Yes. And, then, and then 10 years from now, when everything switches to Bitcoin or Dogecoin, they're just going to look at China and everyone else they owe money to and go, you're uh, not getting that back. Hey, we can print it. You want it? Here, take it. It's not worth anything, but you can have all you want. It's it's uh, we need to print it digitally because it's not worth the paper it's written on. <laughs> It costs more to use the paper and print well, it than like it. The story that uh, it costs what five cents to make a penny. Oh, make a penny for the copper. They need to just mm-hmm. do away with money, money anyway. I wish they. Would. Well, I don't ever use cash. 
Yeah, you just need to roll in a good a, a good crypto actual really good crypto transfer yeah. account, and then uh, I see the U.S. eventually just coming out with their own that yeah. they regulate and just like they treat cash that uh, they can trace every transaction of it and. AOC this week called for, you know, Jerome Powell, head of the Fed. <clears throat> and I'm not saying he's doing a good job, bad job, whatever. He's doing an all right job with what they've got given him to work with. To keep, to help keep inflation at a basic controlled level as to how much money they're putting at their spending and putting out and saying we need. And, um, well, AOC called for him to resign, that he needs to be replaced, that Biden needs to replace him. Um, because, you know, oh, AOC Biden is... should replace yeah, someone in charge of... The, oh. a, because Jerome Powell, who's head of the Fed, who is doing a good job with what he's got to work with, um, AOC has no clue... Well, I don't think she has any clue on anything, but she has no clue. I don't on think the, I don't think the president can replace the. Uh, yeah, the Fed. The Fed is appointed by the the uh, the head of the, the Fed. The Fed's a private business. No, not for the the federal. The Federal Reserve is a private business. Not the head. It's called the Federal Reserve. Right. Not. <laughs> but I mean, it's still a private the, business. The head it's of like the Federal the Reserve is appointed by the president. Oh, he is. Yeah. I thought it was a private business, and that no. the, that's what I was always taught. That's what they taught us in school. That uh, the Federal Reserve is, yeah, a private institution. That they get government funding, but yeah, that's why we don't get the, Barack Obama is the one and who first appointed. Basically, what Jerome Powell was first appointed to, to the Fed board by former President Barack Obama. That's how he got the job now. But that's the Fed board. That's not the Federal Reserve. He, that the Fed board is over the Federal Reserve. That's who. That's who is controlling. He's he's the one holding the crank, cranking out the dollars. Right. So it is technically a private. For making the monkey dance. It's just right. that it's just that they tell them what to do. So right. just like the media, they're a private institution, but they're kind of being told what to write. Kind of. I mean. But and, either and way, not be necessarily that you're being told what the right. Either way, the whole point just is censoring what they want you to hear. Right. Yeah. Either way, AOC is putting it because she said her idea was because the Fed needs to spend more time. Well, let me see if I can find her exact quote. She's an idiot. <laughs> right. But either way, whether Biden has the power to or not, he shouldn't be replacing anyone. Yeah, really. Uh, progressives led by AOC call for Biden to replace Fed. Let's see. Let's try and see what. Because really, it with the mentality level that he's at right now, he would put Barney in charge of it. Right. Hello, boys and girls. I run the Fed. I'm my name Barney. Um, you put Jordan Belford in charge of the country's finances. She said, we urge President Biden to reimagine a Federal Reserve focused on eliminating climate risk and advancing, advancing racial and economic justice. So it has nothing to do with finance and economics. They want someone in there that's going to start giving out reparation payments. <laughs> yeah, or something. So, of yeah, they course, want someone they want someone woke in charge right. who makes their decisions based on their feelings and not actual 
uh, statistical data and facts. Right. That's what they yeah. want. So meet Kevin. That way they can run the country even further into the ground. So meet, they already have. meet Kevin, um, you know, after reading her little post about it and talking about it and understanding that she has no concept of finance. So she has no place in recommending anything when it comes to finance. So he's like, let's dig into her finances because it's all public record yeah. because she's, you know, a congresswoman. Right. So a representative. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so back to 2018 when she, you know, was her first year, last year as a private, um, she, you know, was a bartender and, uh, it gives her breakdown of here's her debt, here's her income, here's her bank accounts, here's her balances. Now, the balance on the bank accounts are like it gave it as she had two bank accounts. It was a zero or a hundred dollars to fifteen thousand. That was the range. It doesn't tell you. It doesn't tell you the exact, exact but it. it's it's the lowest range in the yeah. in the ranking. She had so it's zero to fifteen thousand. A hundred to fifteen. So it it if you have less than a hundred, it doesn't count it oh, as right. even an open account. Um, she had two accounts. She had a checking account and then um, a uh, um, in, not an investment account, but basically like a savings account. Um, hundred to fifteen thousand in the one, hundred to fifteen thousand the other. So she had anywhere from two hundred dollars to thirty thousand in her name um she which all that means is she had a bank account and a checking account yeah with the lowest amount of money trackable um and she owes a little over fifty thousand dollars in student debt and her income for that last year was she made twenty one thousand dollars was her income which is fine. I mean, she was a bartender. Yeah. I mean, you, I would say that's probably pretty good right. for a bartender. But then you would think, okay, she's been in in she's her salary now is one hundred and forty five thousand a year. You would think, okay, surely in nineteen and two thousand and twenty one, she's paid she's, off her debt. She's saved more money. She's invested especially money. Especially considering she's probably getting some donations because right. she did and, buy a Tesla. She bought a nice Tesla. Um, she's got a really high end apartment in, um, you know, in New York. Um, Mm -hmm. so she, she's, she's spending money pretty quick. Um, so he pulled it up. What's the 2021? Cause it just came out at, uh, August 31st. They just reported the new one. Um, and, uh, her, she still has the same checking account and the same savings account. Hundred to 115,000, 115,000. Her student debt still the same. She's actually doing the student debt for, debt for forbearance. <laughs> she's not. Paying she's not her paying her right student now. debt um, because she's because it's part of the the thing now. So that was me. Kevin's whole thing is you have no place telling our federal government, the Fed, how to run the finances of this country when, when you can't even run your personal life network. when you're making really good money um and she still has a mm-hmm. net negative yeah well that she's reporting in that particular account no 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 that's her that's what she has to report because she, her she as a public have, figure she can't mm-hmm. hide money 
every dollar she earns and has has to be reported to where. Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, that's why they, she's got like a super pack and she's then all the money that's when like you got your, your super pack and they're raising money for you to get you elected and stuff like that. If you decide not to run all the money that's in your super pack, then becomes yours. Uh, no, no, that goes to yes, the party. No, it doesn't. It goes to the party. If you're no, part of the DNC, if you're part of the DNC, it goes to the DNC. Hmm. That's not yours. Me, Kevin, is actually going through that right now because he's he's struggling with keeping his money separate from the money that they're. Uh, Kevin who? Kevin Pafrath. He's running. Uh, he, him, him and California. yeah, him and Larry Elder are right now kind of neck and neck. He was uh, actually mm-hmm. just kind. Of, well, I don't want to say just. He was a pretty big YouTuber that just went through. Uh, basically personal finance tips and stuff that he went through showing how to use Robin hood and would go through showing, you know what he does on a day-to-day basis using it. And yeah, he does real good instructional finance videos on YouTube. Um, and he got He lives in California and he kind of got fed up with California with Gavin Newsom and with the recall. And so he, uh, he's running too, which I mean, there's a bunch of people running, but right now, um, I think uh, I think Larry Elder is I think Larry Elder was 43% something like that um in the poll but then when they run it just the two of them they're they're um, because he's running as democrat Larry Elder's running as a republican um and then Gavin Newsom will uh-huh. run as a democrat Really I thought he stepped down No that's um Oh that was that's uh in New York No yeah that was uh, that's Cuomo. 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 Yeah, yeah, Gavin Newsom's California. No, they're they're taking it. And that's the same Newsom thing with Cuomo. Win, Cuomo just yeah. didn't step down. Cuomo was forced out of office. He just didn't step down out of the kindness of his heart. He gave a two week notice. Like he was forced out of office. He gave a two week notice. Well, that's very nice. Of and him. worked it out. It's very nice of him, but he was he was still forced out of office. You know, I think he could have stayed. Of his behavior. I, I think he could have stayed, and they wouldn't have done anything. I don't think I don't, have. I don't think he would have won next but election. Like he with, would have lost next election like, and that would have looked even like, worse to him. I think he would like rather re- quit. He's he's not going to give up power. No. He is in power. He's a dictator right now and he's in love with the power. Yeah. He's not just going to give it up. He's going to have to be forced out. I actually think the Republican in California right now is going to win, which will be odd. Yeah, because it's been a long time since California's had a Republican yeah, and that'd anything. Be, yeah, and that'd be Larry Elder. Yeah, he's a, a black man that uh, CNN said that he was the uh, the new black face of white supremacy. Yeah, a, now tell me that's not a racist statement. <laughs> no, I had a conversation. One of the uh, one of the inmates stopped me, asked me a question about the uh, withdrawing the troops from Afghanistan and everything like that, and I told him it was a, it was a crap show. It really was. It was all foobard. Yeah, the way they did all nine it. Yards. it. It needed uh, to be done, but not the way they did it. Yeah, sure. And, to, and oh, yeah, sure. But and yes, yeah, I totally agree with that. But I went back to him a couple of days later, and I was like, "So, where do you where do you stand on this uh, uh, institutionalized racism that they say we have here in America?" I said, uh, "I said, now let let me put it to you this way," and I said. 
And I went through the list of things. You know, there's the Civil War. There's the founding of the KKK after the Civil War. There is Jim Crow. There's the fact that a Democrat after. So that was all Democrats. Unsegregating the military. After after unsegregating the military and the government, a Democrat was elected in the 1920s or the 19-teens. I think it was Woodrow Wilson. And he went and resegregated the government and the military. Uh, and you got Jim Crow, and then you've got the fact that uh, Japanese Americans were interned in camps out on the West Coast. And every one of these things that we look at in our history as being a black eye on our on our country, which they are, right. was all perpetrated by Democrats. Right. But if you listen so to them, they say it's because we flipped. Which didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen, but no. Which didn't they, happen. No, they didn't. say we flipped. Which if, there is, if, if there is systemic racism, it is firmly ensconced inside the Democrat Party. Because, and like you said, they supposedly claimed that in the 1960s that everything flipped, but that's not true because, uh, what was it, Larry Bird from West Virginia? When he was originally... Uh, I think it was back in the 30s when he originally got into the Senate. He ran as a proud Klan member right. and he was elected and he stayed a Democrat until he died. Yeah. What, so what where actually is the, happened? Where's was... the flip that you're talking about? Because he lived through that 60s era. Where's the flip you're talking about? The man, he never renounced being a Klan member that I'm aware of, but he actually ran on a platform of, yeah, I'm a proud Klan member. He got people in West Virginia to vote for him. There was no ideological. No, there wasn't. Yeah, the and like I said, and about. and 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 we're looking at today, right now. Who's violating people's rights right now? Democrats. Starting, they're starting talking about these, you know, uh, vaccine passports. If you live in New York City, you can't go into a gym or a restaurant unless you can show your card where you've been vaccinated. It's just wrong. You can't fly on an airplane without a mask. This is wrong. I think what we need to do, Dave, is we need to start a airline, mask-free airline. It's like, you know, you come on, you get on the plane, you know, we'll fly you wherever you want to go. You ain't got to wear a mask. We don't care. <laughs> it's not that's our, how it should it, be it's not yeah it's none of our business basically you should let the market decide yes it is what it should be yeah i mean if mm-hmm. some airlines want to require masks they should be able to and some shouldn't and then you just see you know which one does the most business and survives yeah but i think you should be able to do exactly. that with everything it if be. it's a private business like you know if i want to be a yes. smoking I want like if i have a, a restaurant right and i just and I decide I want to have people wear masks in my restaurant. Then right. when I go out of business because I can't pull enough business or I'm getting close to going out of business, then maybe, a, you know, once I'm looking at the books and I'm like, this is an unpopular stance I'm taking with masks. I need to change my opinion or I'm going to go out of business. You're a golf club then and you want it to very, be white males very, only. Very, very quickly, I'm going to change my tune and I'm going to be like, hey, you know, no mask required in my restaurant. Come on in, let's eat. Which, like I said, there's no statistical difference in the outcome of whether or not you're going to get it or not, whether you're wearing a mask or not. So it doesn't really matter. Did you ever watch that video I sent you of the killing of a mind? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was trying to think when that was. That was the drawing one. Yes. Yeah. I, I like mm-hmm. when they do stuff like that. The uh, It looks like a what? I mean, it's not a whiteboard. It's software done, but looks like a hand drawn on the. I remember seeing a, a school education one one time talking about how when we b- built you know, the public school system as to how it was originally designed and how we've led into today and how every, you know, the school system is based off of age, not really ability. I mean, there's kind of little levels in the ages, but, you know, that it, that it should be separated more. But um, I had some other stuff. I had some stuff on the Texas abortion bill, but... Yeah, we need to call it a night. I think it's going to get late. Um, yeah, I need to get my stuff together for in the morning. I'm only working tomorrow. Then I'm going to be off Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, Tuesday. Yep. So I'm taking a nice – I'm going to have a nice little four-day weekend for my birthday. Woo-hoo. Have you seen this uh, The Rock doppelganger? The Rock doppelganger? The guy looks just like I think I've seen this. A police officer from Alabama. He looks, I think he looks exactly. Now, he he's doing it on purpose, too. He shaves his well, head, wears the glasses. Obviously. So that's not The Rock. Nope. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's that a, does. That it looks, looks like a scene from a movie like where The Rock played... There's a, uh, and he's he's definitely on roids too, just like The Rock. Sure, there's he is. A, there's a picture. I was thinking there was a picture of them together. Okay, you can kind of tell there. That is The Rock. <laughs> the other guy looks more like The Rock to me than The Rock. The only way I can tell is his tattoos. Well, see, I thought maybe he just got the same tattoo or something. See, there's him, and then there's The Rock. Just the tattoos is the only thing that you can really tell the difference. They have the same cheek lines. I mean, he shakes his head. The same, like, dimples, too. Yeah. They could be like brothers. Same type yeah. of build. I was thinking there was another picture of them, too, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, he's got the same smile as The Rock. Yeah. It's it's uncanny. <laughs> they, could be, they could be kin. It's... Somebody's somebody's daddy was out sowing seeds. <laughs> Ron, it's actually not okay. that serious. I just I need won't you to have stay to go. calm, okay? Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna stay angry. I find that relaxes me. And I'll have the number eight. That's a party platter that serves twelve people. I know what I'm about, son. <laughs> and one number eight. All right, party time. I would suggest sticking around and watching him eat it because it only takes four minutes and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> These will not be necessary. <laughs> I got a second box of donuts, <laughs> if anybody. What the f- is this? <laughs> this, Mr. Director, is your new desk. Okay. Excuse me. There's a sign at Ramsey Park that says, do not drink the sprinkler water. So I made some tea with it, and now I have an infection. Sir? <laughs> sir, are, 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 you, are you listening to me, sir? Sir, I'm talking to you. <laughs> sir. Sir, are you aware that there is waste in your water system? She's making her run I would prefer that she ask me for my permission so I can say no. I like saying no. It lowers their enthusiasm. 
On my deathbed, my final wish is to have my ex-wives rush to my side so I can use my dying breath to tell them both to go to hell one last time. <laughs> Would I get married again? Oh, absolutely. If you don't believe in love, what's the point of living? I gotta tell you, Ron, you were absolutely and totally right. I know. Stop talking and get out. Yep. <laughs> All told, we were in there... About six hours. And no, I was not meditating. I just stood there quietly breathing. There were no thoughts in my head whatsoever. My mind was blank. I don't know what the hell these other crackpots are doing. Well, I've never been one for meeting new people, or doing new things, or eating new types of food, or traveling outside of southern Indiana. I've had the same haircut since 1978 and have driven the same car since 1991. I've used the same wooden comb for three decades. See, all of that makes me one think bowl. of you. Nutrient. See, Ron Swanson is the greatest television character ever created. I would almost, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd agree with that one. I like the one, which I'm sure it's in here, I like the one where they're in Paris and he looks at someone there and goes, uh, and he tries to buy a postcard or something and hands them American dollars, and they go, well, we don't take these. And he goes, well, why not? It's the greatest currency ever created. <laughs> and then it cuts to him going, uh, history began in 1776, or July 4th, 1776. Before that, everything else was a mistake. <laughs> See, I would love to do this show, because I think this is a great show, I would, too. I would do this show. Um, I... I mean, not that we're going to compete against anybody anyway. <laughs> but Rob Lowe. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to stay, guys, but I got to go. All right. I'll see y'all later. See Danny, you. it's good seeing you again, bud. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. See you, bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from us, you can go to sociallysensitive.com and follow us on Instagram at sociallysensitive and on Twitter at sociallysense. Thanks again, and see you next time. Watch what you say to me. I done seen a lot of shit that I can never